nobody. Ain't got nobody. Nobody. I ain't got no friends. I don't talk to nobodies. Nobodies? Cause I, not really. I don't. I don't really like people anyway. People. I like fun. the pets. I'll look at the pet and go, "Cool dog." And eh, you can go away though. What song? This one. Y'all ready for this? I think so, but I mean, it's pretty common, like, at sporting events. Yeah, you know what song needs to stop being played at the sporting events? Rock and roll, rock and roll. Hey, because that song is by a convicted pedophile, for fuck's sake. We're still paying him. Oh, man, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Gary Glitter got busted like 20 years ago for having child porn on his computer, and he's the guy who sang that song. Gary Glitter, okay. Uh, I believe you, and I support that. And also, I mean, who goes to sporting events to even know that that's a thing still? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's all been taken over anyway by whoop, there it is. All of the songs that play at sporting events seem to be from 20 years ago or older. There's no current songs. Because they can't afford to play them like 90 times a game. But also, I mean, people are nostalgic. We talk about this all the time. Like, like that's half of what sport, sports fans are anyway. It's just writing them nostalgia. That is weird because, yeah, it's it's for me, okay, so the Cubs won the World Series. And right. I sat there thinking, going, what do I give a shit? The Cubs that I grew up with, they're all gone. It's right. it's weird. It's like a TV show, like ER, when it goes too long. There's only like one guy left. You're like, why am I still watching this? Right. Which is why I like. And also, totally off that subject, most of the characters end up being incredibly unlikable, and I don't know why it takes me so long to realize that. Why is Grey's Anatomy like, still is... on? What season? Are they trying to just beat ER? I... Is that the rule? I haven't watched that show in like ten years. I don't know. How do we get to this? Oh, right, uh, games. Uh, so <laughs> I brought that song up because we're talking about two cheerleading movies, Bring It On and Fired Up. And You were uh, recording and we were just babbling? Yeah, I said, are you ready? And I said, Aww. yeah, I, you said, yeah, you agreed. <laughs> just, ch- I didn't know for sure. So- sorry for <laughs> listeners that we were babbling. I mean, that's just what we do best, but sorry anyways. <laughs> All right, so I didn't know that there was like seven sequels or something like that to bring it on. What the heck? Have you seen any of them? Nope. Wow, they're all direct-to-video. I suppose... That's so weird. I suppose it's kind of strange because, you know, I, I do enjoy the first one quite a bit. I've seen it, you know, at least half a dozen times or more. But uh, I've, I just haven't had any desire to watch any other ones. I don't know if it's because... The elements that I enjoy about the original one aren't going to probably be in the sequels. Like, I mean, I mean, I think a huge part of why I like Bring It On is because of the specific actors. That's true. Uh, Without them, I don't think it works as well. And Peyton Reed uh, brings a lot of energy to this. That I, I'm guessing that with direct-to-video sequels, they're not going to have the money. They're just not yeah. to set up these crazy sequences. And it has a more spoofed... This is one of the few movies that can uh, do spoof and yet still have serious stuff in it. And, and it, it doesn't feel like a tone kind of problem. Yeah, it's a super... It, it does definitely blend well between, you know, oh, these characters are taking this super seriously. And yet, at the same time, they know that this is really, really silly. <laughs> like, actors and characters both. 
Yeah, the characters are what's crazy. The situations actually have real dramatic weight, except for maybe when they hire that weird ringer kind of guy. You know, the the dance. They pay him oh, to sure, teach him dances. Yeah. The choreographer, yeah. Yeah. They have um, a real name. Did you know that? What are, what are they called? Well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if they're called choreographers if they were in uh, cheerleading. I thought it was just dance. Well, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, but but I, I'm gonna guess that that happened in the movie because that happens in real life. I don't know because I don't know anything about cheerleading drama. But I'm I'm gonna assume that all the stuff that happens in that movie. Yeah, I mean, did you know anybody? All the time. Did you know anybody that uh, was a cheerleader in high school? I mean, I had I had like friends that were cheerleaders, but I didn't really like ask them about the like internal drama. Or yeah, anything. it's weird. <laughs> That's it, what you're asking. Yeah, no, it never occurred to me to ever ask. The curiosity wasn't there, but you know, because Michelle Brock, you know, his sister, one of my closest friends. And at no yeah. point did I want to ask her questions about it, but now I do, and it's too late. Because <laughs> I'm like, did they beat the well, shit out of you for doing mean, this? I don't, I don't think that, you know, where we were growing up, like, that level of competition was even a consideration. Uh, but I do, like, know a girl from high school who's, like, her daughter has been in, been in like, competitive gym, uh, cheerleading since she was like five or six years old and and it's not even school related you know it's like entirely like like she loves it this much that it isn't even a school related activity wow and she yeah so i i mean i now i realize that it exists on a whole different level but only because i've seen it from on the like periphery you know she's probably like 12 now and you know, I've seen pictures of her and videos of her, like, learning all these crazy, scary, you know, flips and stuff. So, that I, I now understand that that is definitely a real thing. Yeah, it looks so intense. And the weirdest thing is, I don't think it's considered a sport, but you're telling me golf is a sport? Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I have mixed feelings about the world of athleticism and what people deem, uh, you know, worthy of the word sport. Yeah. Uh, but that's just me. Um, I mean, I think it looks incredibly difficult and grueling, and if anybody spends as, nearly as much time practicing as they did in the movie in, in real life, then I would say it's a, it's a damn sport, y'all. Yeah, and it looks even more intense than gymnastics because it's in gymnastics, it's kind of an A to B. You know, do this, you know, run, do, do this move, you're done, and just land uh, perfectly. In this, you got to land so you don't fucking break your neck, you don't drop anybody. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to also seem happy and positive and, and stuff like that. And it's all like a yes. choreo. It's dance meets uh, gymnastics, and it to me, it seems like the absolute most intense sport I can possibly think of. Yeah, you have to, like, try to look cute while doing all these really difficult things and, like, smile and look like you're not, you know, sincerely concentrating. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to not make, like, an ugly, like, focus face. Right, well, and it's also, it's such a team sport, whereas gymnastics, you're solo. This, you've got to have coordination with your other people or it can go horribly wrong. Yeah. And they show that I in this mean, movie. That's the thing I like about this movie is that, yes, there's a lot of silliness, but they, they deal with the fact that there's serious injuries. 
Uh, was it yeah. the, the actress uh, Bianca Kajic, whatever her name is, who I actually yeah, met once. I didn't even rem- I didn't. You did. Yeah, she was working at the. Oh, I was sorry. He, she wasn't working at Target. I was working at Target in San Luis Obispo, and she walked right up to me and asked me a question. I was like, "Hey, yeah, hi." <laughs> That's cool. Like, I don't remember her being in this movie, but it, I wouldn't say that like I'm a huge follower of hers. She's not like really a, a big, a big star, but yeah. I did like well, that, that show. show that she. Yeah. I was a big. I watched all every single episode of that show, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, but they show that, and then there's an injury later in it where the girl just lands smack on her face, whatever, and she gets a bloody right. nose. And it's like, yeah, at least they, they presented this with some realism, and the fact that yeah, schools with more yeah. money are have a, a hand up in taking place in these competitions. Um, yeah, leg up, leg up. What did I say? Hand up, leg up. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's not just that what they're doing is incredibly uh, challenging and difficult, but also there's an element of trust that is required to make these things successful. And I think that was part of their issue. Uh, I mean, they don't really discuss that, but underlining you can see how much trust issues there are because, okay, first of all, their first captain is Big Red, and she's <laughs> uh, Lindsay Sloan, who is... I mean, this is one of her earlier roles, but also, like, I've never seen her play a character like this. Right, she's usually kind of nebbish. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that, and this, she's very, like, domineering and not nice and intense and, um, you know, so that sets a, a tone for the whole group that there's some serious trust issues. And then when they find out, you know, what she actually did... Uh, stealing routines from other other schools, uh, and then there's major conflict between the the whole group about you know how to go about it. Then there's that creates more trust issues. So yeah. well, uh, well, there's the mutiny thing where they're like, so what? We stole them. We're going to keep them. We can't start over. We're, and you're going to be removed from the team. And I was like, that was a. I imagine that happens in real life with these teams where like if you don't feel like you're getting the proper leadership, you're going to take them down. Yeah. You know how in a lot of teen movies there's like all these schemes to like I don't know, embarrass slash destroy people yeah. and like get them, you know, removed from their position as whatever is important class president, whatever, whatever. Uh like that seems way more dramatic than real life, but I mean I don't actually know. Uh you think there are evil schemes like that? Well, it's, it's always a power struggle. I always heard stories about band where they would compete with each other for first chair. And sometimes. Oh, well, that's se- the thing. Yeah. yeah, that seemed kind of. At times when you listen to them talk about it, they're really devious about it. Like, I got to take this person down. I was like, you guys are on the same yeah. exact team. <laughs> but it's. Yeah, I think that that's an element that's like built in to I, I'm gonna get, I don't know exactly what the intent is to keep people working hard and to try to be their best uh, but yeah there's a competitive element that can uh, I was not in band but I, I believe that that's a pretty normal element of band uh, to harbor distrust but also I don't know. What is that? Why you think they do it to keep people like on their toes and yeah. to try to be their best? Yeah, keep pushing forward. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's hard. A, I mean, I wonder if teachers pit or coaches pit people against each other to um, up their game. Oh, probably. I mean, again, all I know is what's in you know movies and TV, and it always seems so like 
devious. And of course, I think immediately of like um, election yes. and how there's so much, you know, conspiracy and stuff in that. And I was just like, that, that truly has to be like the most exaggerated version of what happens, I hope. But uh, I'm sure some degree of stuff happens like that. You know, teachers have their favorites and teachers do stuff but also kids are jerks so anyway we kind of diverted from yeah. the subject um, but, uh, I'm going to apologize he doesn't know this obviously because yeah. there's no way that Peyton Reed knows this because that's ridiculous but I want to apologize to Peyton Reed for thinking that he could not possibly handle Ant-Man um, when Edgar yeah. Wright was replaced I was like Peyton Reed the guy who did Yes Man I mean I love Yes Man but he can't handle this and then I watched this again and I haven't seen this since it came out he handles oh, okay. he handles filming the the dance sequences so well. I now understand mm-hmm. because he can handle the yeah. shift in tone from funny to serious, but he can also capture uh, just the dynamics of gymnastics without it being confusing. It's very clear cut and exciting, and he really captures the color of it all, which is important in Ant Man. Is this this was his first movie he directed? Right, he was a TV guy. Uh, and then he got Bring It On, and of course there's lots of color and excitement in Down With Love. The only movie of his I don't like is The Breakup, because that is kind of a miserable watch. I don't like that movie either. It's really, it's really dreary. Yeah, he started um, off and with, it's, um... And it's mean. It's just so... Yeah, yeah, it's so there's fun. so much cruelty in it. And I know it's just a movie, but there's only so much, like, you know, darkness I can take in my comedy, and that is a, a an element that I, I don't enjoy. Yeah. Um, just intentional, just like hurtfulness is gross. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't given it that much thought, but, uh, you know, it really does make sense uh, that to have someone who, who can blend that <clears throat> seriousness and comedy because, I mean... Ant-Man is, is one of the funnier uh, movies by far, and also pretty pretty high up there on my list of Marvel movie favorites. Like, it, you know, it's, it's a, a pretty high for me. Uh, I don't know if other people appreciate Ant-Man as much as they should. Yeah. I think it's probably Well, it's always been kind of a lower tier because uh, it doesn't do as well, and Ant-Man isn't a known as well. But I kept watching this movie thinking – holy shit, how is it Jesse Bradford didn't become our generation's Paul Rudd? Yeah. He has so much trouble. What, what, is he even acting anymore? Because I haven't seen him in so long. Well, I went to look to see, you know, what all these people were doing because in our second feature, I have the same thought. Uh, what are these folks doing? And he, I mean, he is doing some stuff, but... Yeah, he should have been a bigger star, and he was so close. With Clock you know, Watchers, remember Nickelodeon like, pushed that pretty hard. Yeah, he was kind of like, it, you know, real on the cusp for a bit, like Clock Stoppers and Swim Fan. Oh my um, god, I, I forgot about that movie. Really like... Yeah, I did, he had a moment where he could have been at least a B-lister, but it just didn't happen. Even though mm-hmm. Swim Fan and Clock Watchers or Clock Stoppers uh, both did yeah, okay. They, they weren't bombs, so I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean, he's done some, you know, some shows here and there, 
some smaller movies. Definitely really not stuff. I, I haven't seen any of this yeah. stuff. He's so uh, charming in this. Sh- shooter, teachers. So he's done some, he's still doing stuff, but okay. sadly nothing I've seen. Um, you know, I think that's what make part of what makes this mo- the movie so likable is the chemistry between him and Torrance. Um, that he is <clears throat> so strange, but in a super charming way. And he's not really, I mean, I guess he's trying to impress her, but at the same time, he isn't. He's just being himself. And, um, you know, his bizarrely adorable commitment to his, like, guitar solo that <laughs> nobody was supposed to see, but he was really into at one point was was really funny, but I think that's really what makes what really makes the movie enjoyable for me. I mean, I like the other people, you know, I've <clears throat> always been a fan of uh, Kristen Dunst and, um, you know, Eliza Dushku and, you know, a lot of other people in the movie, uh, but I think that's really, like, the, the highlight for me. Yeah, well, I think I think Kirsten Dunst is very good in this. This is when she did like a trilogy of pretty good comedies, and has she done any comedy since then? She did Drop Dead Gorgeous Dick, and this, and then I think it's all drama after that. I don't. I mean, when not that anybody else has seen that the movie that she did with Ben Foster that we like, but oh, uh... I did forget about that. One. Okay, so that was after Bring It On. Okay, so she did a bunch of comedies, but I just don't. It's she's not. Not really one that very many people have. I don't think that people have seen it like we've seen it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She has a show that was just on, like Showtime or something, that sounds like it was supposed to be a comedy, uh, called "On Becoming a God in Central Florida." I saw a bunch of like commercials for it. Okay. I don't. I haven't seen it, but that was just 2019. Um, I think that she did like some of Fargo. She did some. Uh, she was in Hidden Figures. Oh, I forgot about that until I'm looking. The Beguiled, which I haven't seen. So no, not. I mean, if unless this show is this newer show is funny, she hasn't done a lot of comedy in quite some time. It would be um, fun. I think since this franchise is still somewhat alive. Um, I'm not a huge fan of franchises that continue on video. I think the only good one was ever Tremors, and that hasn't aged exactly the best. But um, Mm -hmm. I would be interested in seeing either like the way Cobra Kai is done, where it's a you know short season. But I want to see like bring it on the reunion and say hypothetically it's been what 20 years and and, and since the original. Why why is it we don't have like a story like where they were together for a while, but things just pulled them apart for one reason or another? and they both moved on they have kids and they're both in both their kids are at this competition and just to see them uh get together again and just kind of relive it through their children at at a a contest i mean would i like to see that revisited i think it would be enjoyable but also like it could very easily be done badly so it, it would be hard to do a movie where you get to enjoy the characters and it doesn't turn into like before sunrise or sunset or whatever that movie is where they just talk the whole time yeah i don't know i everybody wants something different in their movies so i'm not really sure i'm always i'm always really like nervous and slightly suspicious of of you know 
sequel projects, late sequels sequel that are pro- done way, way later, and also of you know spinoffs or like revisits or whatever you want to call them. Um, <clears throat> Because it's just like, especially now, it's just like so overdone. Yeah. Um, and not that I've watched them all, but I just, I'm not so sure I want to see that because it could go so wrong, you know? Yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> something I thought about because if they're still going to keep the franchise alive, it would be interesting, but it would also be kind of expensive because Kirsten done it. I mean, yeah. I don't think she's really a direct to video kind of person, so you'd have to put her like on a streaming service or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even though she, I wouldn't say that she, you know, definitely doesn't have, like, the draw that she once did, she's still doing, like, feature releases. Right, and Fargo know, like was said, television, but it was high-level. Far, uh, hidden Figures, Beguiled. Right. Yeah. You know, she's well, kind of still, like, the go-to girl for um, Sofia Coppola. She's in, you know. Right. Or, or if you think about, like, Gabrielle Union is still a name. I mean, yes, she does TV, but she keeps oh, popping yeah. up every few years. She could be, like, their coach or something like that. I don't know. And I haven't seen Elijah Dushku in forever. I guess she was on some TV show, and she got fired from the show, and she sued the shit out of him. Um, oh, One of those guys from know. NCIS. I can't remember his name. You know, the, the younger guy. Oh. Michael Weatherly, I think his name is, or something like that. But she got you fired from I, the show. That sounds kind of familiar, but... Um, yeah, I don't really know what she's doing now, which is super sad because I think she's pretty rad. She's always, like, on the cusp. Um, I mean, the wrong turn did okay, and there's, like, 9,000 sequels to that. True Calling and Dollhouse both got, like, short two seasons. She always seems like she's on the verge of becoming a household name, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, and now, like, I haven't really... She did some voice work, it looks like. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I don't see anything since 2017. I think that show that you're referring to with Michael Weatherly, like, maybe blew some shit up for her. Yeah. Um, Well, she reported sexual uh, harassment, and instead of uh, taking care of the situation, CBS fired her, gave her a big paycheck, but not a big enough paycheck to equal all the the shows that she was going to miss. And this is one of the reasons Les Moonves, I think his name, Les Moonves was removed from CBS is because of her and how they mistreated her. So I think they handed over like a twenty million dollar check or something. So she didn't have to worry if she don't want to. I didn't. That show that you're referring to is actually still on. I know, right? Shouldn't they have fired his ass and fucking removed the show and didn't give her her own show? I don't get it. I, this, I don't, the world sucks sometimes. I agree um, that you know maybe if it happened like last year instead of 2016 I don't know that it would have gotten somewhere but or more deserving right. but I don't know uh, not, not, to, sh- not to go down this road too much gross. but I really think Bring It On is great I can't believe it's been this long since I've Sorry. seen it I, well it's just one of these things where I was like oh it was good for the time a lot of these movies I'm not sure hold up I'm worried a little bit but we're gonna go revisit them anyway but um, mm-hmm. like get over it uh, I, we loved but I can't remember if I'm still going to love it or not. Uh, I'm just interested because nostalgia yeah, can you be know, <laughs> Some of the things that I notice, I'm going to admit, some of the things I notice are like, mm, that's a little bit gross now. Um, I mean, there is a, a clear, like, little bit in the, in the movie about one of the male cheerleaders that, like, 
basically admits to sexually assaulting one of the girls. Oh, right. And like, her little brother normally, is a scumbag. Um, no, uh, normally. And yeah. then, but then they just sort of like, they just all laugh about it and that's it. Yeah. And that <clears throat> was really disturbing and wouldn't obviously would not fly now. Uh, and I don't think, or if it, if it was, you know, a storyline, then the girls would probably beat the shit out of him. Right. Oh, there's that thing around. when the coach, the, the rent coach or whatever his name was, walks up to that girl yes. and says something about her fat ass. And I'm like, who the fuck is he oh. talking to? He's talking to her. I wonder if they still do that because the world's kind of changed. People like big booties. Um, but I wonder, yeah, that I was just know. like such a ridiculous thing. Cause she looked like she was already so thin for him to do that. I was like, well, you know what? I can probably believe that a coach would say that. Yeah, I I mean, to whether or not people are objectified constantly and picked apart about their appearance, yeah, I don't really think that's ever going to change. Yeah. I just think maybe it will be more subtle. I don't know. It's it was incredibly disgusting, but if but honestly, yeah, I'm sure it still happens. What's a, in both of these movies? It seems like they really push that. Oh, most male cheerleaders are gay. Yeah, I don't understand. You, know you know what else? But that's what happened to me what in theater. I, Did that happen to you in theater? Yes, that all of a sudden, oh, you're exactly a theater guy? What I was gonna, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, actually. That for some reason in high school, they're like, oh, you're in theater, you're gay. And I'm like, but would you say that to Brad Pitt? Like, I mean, no. Like, I don't understand how that thought process connects. Yeah. With, I, in, like, in welding class, I huh? shit you not, in front of everybody, the teacher said, oh, you're one of those theater guys and put his hand down. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, I fucking yes, put I shit together. Made the gesture. Yes, he made that gesture. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I paint. I, I, I uh, do hardware. You know, I, I put stuff together, construction. And I do lighting and sound. Yeah. How is that? Ugh. No, I don't understand that, um, that idea, that thought process, especially in high school when I'm just like, but wait, look at all these people in Hollywood. Like, why wouldn't you like support that right like, and i just don't understand the cheer- connect. i don't understand the cheerleader cliche and i don't understand okay no. i never danced growing up because you lose that some people just lose it when you're, they're kids because the world embarrasses you you tell you at a certain age you can't dance because they think you're gay or whatever i dance yeah. all the fucking time as free as i can be and i don't give a shit i'm just like i just don't because i'm self-conscious like i don't we don't I do. Oh, don't I don't do it out. Well, yeah, I actually, but... I do. I dance a lot at work. But hey, <laughs> do you do it at home? Well, whatever. By yourself? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People like. I think that it all boils down to, I don't know, like jealousy or insecurity about oneself. Yeah. Well, the that... world wants. There's some people out there who just want to hurt others because they're hurting or they have yeah. no soul, and so they want to destroy the yeah. innocence and fun and youth. Whatever you like, fuck you. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the person who wrote this movie, um, <clears throat> she this was her first movie, and then she did. I don't know. She kind of had a run for a bit with other things. Nothing I'm, I would say I'm a big fan of. but We like, might run into about, on the show, though. The Truth About Charlie, First Daughter, uh, Aquamarine, Stick It. So definitely, like, a lo- not all, most of them are teen movies, with the exception of Truth About Charlie. Stick It is actually a really good movie. It about is. Gymnastics. I really like Stick It. Oh, good. I'm that, glad that's you the like closest it. I um, thought about doing Stick It with this because they both had that kind oh. of flavor. And uh, I, yeah, 
I admit that I kind of forgot about it, but I do. I, I did, and I maybe have only seen it once, but I, I really like it. You know, it's interesting. I just thought about this. The movies that Kirsten Dunst did that were comedies were heavy on the details of a world. You know, like in Drop mm-hmm. Dead Gorgeous, it's all the details of what goes on in a pageant. Mm-hmm. Dick, it's yeah. it's uh, the details of what went on during Watergate, and then there's this, mm-hmm. and then uh, Get Over It has a lot of, hey, what goes on a stage play? What's the, what's going on behind the scenes when they're putting this together? Yeah. So she, I wonder if that's something she's just interested in is the finer details. Well, let's ask her next time we yes, talk well, to we'll... her. Yes, <laughs> we'll... So okay, because I would love to... I'd love to pick her brain. Yeah, and I'm not going to ask her a single question. I've Spider-Man 3 a lot. Really? I was never going to ask her a single question about Spider-Man, but... I was mostly going to say what were you thinking, but... (laughs) And are you embarrassed, but... I would be... Why? She's fine. It's Topher... Or not Topher. Uh, No. uh, Shit. Uh, Toby McGuire, that's kind of embarrassing. It's not her... It's not her acting that's the problem, but it's still like... Are you embarrassed that you were in this movie? Yeah. What about Elizabeth Town? I mean, it's kind of cute. I haven't seen that one yet, so I don't know. She's just one of those, like, uh, you know how they call, what, that phrase that they use, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, pixie Dream Girl. Oh, like, is man- that what manic, she is? Pi- manic Pixie Dream Girl. That's kind of what she is in okay. uh, Elizabeth Town. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, she's quite delightful and you know what everybody has movies that are not that great and aren't big hits that doesn't mean they're not still fun to right watch, so whatever well and here's the thing is so, fired up i really thought it was gonna be hit the trailer really was good uh it's a very funny movie i love the cast and for some reason uh-huh. it just kind of did uh, uh yeah we are driving we we are driving I, yeah every time i see that movie i get stuff like that stuck in my head Um, And I will admit a few things. One, I have always liked this movie. And two, I own a copy on Uh, (laughs) Blu-ray. So, if that tells you anything. um, I have it in one of those collections, you know, where you buy like six movies for five bucks. You get in a bin. That's how I got mine. Yeah, you know, I, um, in revisiting it, there are some things, obviously, I have issues with. There's a lot of, you know, obviously the whole... The whole point of this movie is to, like, is to sexualize everyone, you know? I mean, yeah. that's the whole point is to view people as, like, objects and, you know, objectify women. And yeah, that's but like it's, almost, entire... it's almost so silly. This takes the parody uh, tone of Bring It On, and that's the whole mm-hmm. movie. There's no real seriousness to it. It's so cartoonish. No. But that's kind of what, uh, what's his name? The guy who did this, he did, uh, Will Gluck, he did uh, the show we love, um, The Loop. Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't so think I realized He that. went straight from the loop to this. And so that's why you got oh. Eric Christian Olsen playing a high school student. He was 31. I love that yeah. he brings that up. He brings that up when he's um, Molly Sims. He, he's like, I bet she's like older, hot woman, like 31. I was like, that's your age. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of good jokes in this movie. And um, <clears throat> I think that. He is incredibly, they're both the guys are incredibly likable. They're a lot of fun. Again, like they were, you know, popular for a hot minute, especially Eric Christian Olsen. God, I um, cannot wait to do Dumb and Dumberer. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. You know what? It. He is, he, honest to God, is just brilliant in that movie, in my humble opinion um he seemed like he 
committed to that and that film choice more than anything in his entire career. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just I find them both so enjoyable. I mean, they're both dogs, but they're just so funny. Um, and they're like quips and uh, you know everything, but also they are you know for a movie that's a, about objectifying women, uh, it really kind of does the opposite, you know. Right, it, it doesn't do it sleazy. If this was an '80s movie, we would be very uncomfortable. You know, they'd be like sneaking in to see them in the shower or something gross. Yeah. Yeah, for a movie about like getting getting hitting it with chicks on a daily basis or whatever, they're very they don't show anything hardly. I mean, there's like a little bit of kissing and you know a little like trash talk or whatever. <laughs> there is the but naked honestly, the, the naked scene. Oh, I mean, but they <laughs> so objectify the dudes. Yeah, like they put them in the awkward situations every time. So that's kind of the fun part about it is. Um, I mean, I don't want to see, like, D in a movie ever, uh-huh. but, you know, the fact that they are at least in an awkward situation where they themselves are, are objectified is kind of like, you know, they're acknowledging what's happening in the movie and that it's an issue. Well, and there's one thing, though, that uh, they bring up the gay thing again, and... Um, there's yeah. who's the guy who he was in Easy A, which is also from Will Gluck the next year, or two years later. Uh, he's the tall guy with the brown hair that nobody knew he was gay. But I thought the way that he, they portrayed him was more natural. The, uh, what's the kid mm-hmm. from uh, Rules of Engagement? A dear, uh, I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about the one from Rules of Engagement that was Dennis Spade, D- oh, D- David Spade's sure, assistant. Sure, yeah. His is I too big. That. It's too big. It is too big, um, but you know, in a comedy movie, they all you know, almost always have somebody that's just way too over the top, um, and that got to be him, yay! Yeah, but there's a lot um, of over the top. Was already taken care of. John Michael Higgins is fucking hilarious. He's very over the top, oh, and uh, Philip Baker Hall <laughs> shitting you shit heels and a shithead. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There's a lot of you're right. There's a lot of over the top, but you know, sometimes people don't know. That people don't know how to balance that, and this is his first movie, you know, Will Gluck's first movie, so maybe, you know, he just didn't didn't know his balance yet. Um, Holy shit, David, have, you seen, have you seen what... Dave... Go ahead. What? The shows? I was just going to say, oh. David Walton. <laughs> Stop it, you told me to I'm go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> David Walton as her, like one-year-older boyfriend who thought he was so rad. <laughs> I don't really remember. I mean, I've seen him lots of other stuff after the fact. Like, most most enjoyable for me was the very short stint of the About a Boy TV show. Yeah, that was good. Um, was really good. He had, you know, he was on and off with New Girl. He was in Bad Moms. You know, he's done a lot of stuff. I think he might be more one of those, like, character actors, you know, that you see a lot. But I don't, I didn't even remember until seeing this that he was in it. But jeez, what a dude. It is. I love it when they're singing Chumbawamba. Not only because it's such a ridiculous song the way they portray it. But the intensity. Yes, the intensity. But it reminded me of something that happened back in, I think almost like 97, when that song by, um, uh, Meredith, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm oh, a lucky... Oh, sure, uh, Meredith, yeah. oh, uh-huh. can't remember her name, but um, I just remember sitting there in the back room, and the girls were all singing that, and one of the girls goes, you know what, the reason why I connect to this song so much is because, and she takes out, she starts taking out her fingers like, one, I'm a mother, 
and two, I'm a lover, I'm a bitch. And I was just, I couldn't stop. I had to leave the room. I was laughing so fucking hard because it was so dead serious. But every time I watch that scene when they're singing Chumbawamba, I think of those ladies. Like, where were you when that happened? You're supposed to be working at Papa John's. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. I mean, everybody, everybody connects to, like, some different, but that is a bit... That's a bit silly. But I love how um, they Meredith explain Brooks, it. Like Brooks, it's, it's, so, it's so on the nose explanation. I just thought it was silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was really funny. Like, uh, like one of his sidekicks was like Alan Richson, and I was just like, uh, you know, he's like the voice of Raphael in Teenage Ninja Turtle movies, and he was like Hunger Games. Okay, uh, I, don't, I have no idea who it is. So. I mean, if you saw his face, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I recognize that face. But um, I, for some reason, was thinking that he was like the, uh, you remember back in the day when, when like, uh, Smallville? Yeah, yeah exactly what you were going to say. He thought he was Aquaman, didn't you? I think that he, I thought that he was the guy who they intended to have spin off as Aquaman, and then it didn't happen. Isn't that him? I think it Maybe is. it's not. So that I think I, I always think about that. It is he was the guy. Um, he was the Aquaman guy. I'm looking it up. But anyway, I mean he's done tons of other stuff. So I don't know why. Like I always think about that. But um, anyway, just to see him like that far back, and he's just like he's basically like a, a nameless like uh, like has no lines. Just a douchey sidekick who sings Chumbawamba with such intensity. <laughs> you're like, you're going to be a star, man. I can see it. <laughs> what, what I love about this is the circular nature of our show sometimes is uh, yeah. the very first thing that Will Gluck wrote for was Gross Point starring Lindsay Sloan. Oh, yeah, man. That's amazing. And that's such a good show. It is. I want to do that on this show. Uh, uh, that was a high school show, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, is wasn't it a show about a show or something? Yeah, it was, was like that? a 90210 kind of show, but it was really funny, and I wish it had been on longer. Yeah, you know, I mean, we maybe we should do that sometime, like a sidebar of, like, either teen shows or, like, shows that got canceled too quickly or yeah. something I mean, like that. I mean, there's some shows you could do, like, you'd have to pick, like, a handful of episodes. We, I've been interested in doing oh, Facts of Life. But there's no way we could do nine seasons. It's not possible. So I, I just have to like pick a few shows every, here and well, there. That's what we've, we've, we've talked about so many times about like how do we do shows. Uh, and, just, and yeah. you know, we try to like watch the first, first episode. And then it's really hard to have a discussion about a show when you've only watched one episode. Too, right. Though. It's, I think so you just have to sample. Sure. As long as there's not like a storyline that continues where you're lost. Which is why it's easier with the older shows. Because it wasn't like a big continuity thing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to discuss it more because I think it would be fun. I just don't know exactly how to go about it, you know. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Yes. Um, I'm thinking of something I want to discuss for its 20th anniversary, and that is called Orange County. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. And? First of all, I saw found, it at the yeah. theater. Second of all, I own a copy. Third of all, I've seen that movie like 20 times, and it <laughs> never gets It never old. does. And you want to know what I found on the internet? A movie that's been lost for so long? 
How I Got Into what? College. How I Got Into College from the director Steve Savage Holland, the director of Better Off Dead. It all comes back around, doesn't it? Yeah, I was, well, I was trying to find a movie that was uh, thematically the same as Orange County. And I couldn't think of any other... Do you know of any others trying to get into college? Was Perfect Score about getting into college? Uh, I don't really... Uh, it's, I mean, it's about getting like cheating on the SATs so they can get a good grade. I don't, I don't really think no, it's the same no, no. feel. But I feel like if, if we could consider doing like maybe a ode to the films of Chris Evans yes. just for like fun, funsies, I would really love that. But that's, you know... Riddle me this. Is he a high school student in perfect, uh, not perfect score. Damn, we just talked about that. (laughs) Cellular. 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 I can't quite remember if he was, I think so, off the top of my head. Uh, It's been so long since I've seen it that that I'm not, I can't remember. It's so damn good. Oh man, I love him so much. Like somebody told me the other day that they he was like their least favorite like Avenger because he's so boring. Everybody says he's that about so... Captain America. He's touching that. He, I, I mean, he's, that's the kind of guy who likes the Punisher. <sighs> Fuck the Punisher. He's not a hero. Like it made me hurt inside because I'm like, clearly we're watching different movies. <laughs> yeah, he, he's my favorite. Okay, so the question came up recently. If there was, don't ask. Why this came up? But if there was any man that I would I would sleep with, I would say I would let Chris oh, Evans God. take advantage of me and get me an ice pack and some aspirin when we're done. I would do it purely out of respect. Okay. <laughs> Dead silence. And that isn't even the worst story I've told her today. <laughs> It's really not the worst story you told me, but I, I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't know how to respond to that because I mean. You're just you're objectifying Chris Evans, and I don't know how I feel about that. Objectifying. So, I respect okay. him. It's not based on the looks just alone. I respect who he is. <laughs> have you seen Puncture? I have not. I've been told to watch it though. Okay, go watch that. Then your appreciation for him will just double. Okay, cool. Um, and we are diverting so much from the point. Maybe Don't we care. should end. Yes, we should end it. Um, so that's my plan. I really want to do because we are what two weeks away from the release of uh, Orange County twenty years ago, and I would love to discuss it. And we're also coming up on twentieth okay. anniversary of Get Over It. We got to find something else to go with that. Maybe Liberty Heights because I love Ben Foster. I don't know. Let me give it a little thought and see if I can think. Of, I mean, usually you, your first instinct is the right instinct. That's true. Well, well, I'm also let, thinking, what's that one with Sean, uh, Shane West that he did before that? Where, where it was like, oh, they were both they were both based around plays, weren't they? And it had like, uh, wasn't it Sereno de Bershak? Was it Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Um, I don't know if I can, if we can get a hold of it, but I mean, I remember enjoying it. Yes, it is Cyrano de Bergerac. Dang, I think this is the first time, maybe my first time ever seeing James Franco in a movie. Yeah, because uh, we had come off. No, no, Franco. we had seen. I thought we saw James Dean. The, right, didn't he do James? Oh, I'm trying to remember. No, he had done Freaks and Geeks, pilot. Then he did okay. what? He did whatever it takes. Then he did the rest of the show. Then he did James Dean. I was going to say, I don't think James Dean came first because we oh, kept right. thinking, oh, he'd be such a good James Dean, and then it happened. Yeah, that's right. 
Okay, we, we made that happen. We have magic. <laughs> we manifested that into reality. And also, I didn't know that whatever it takes... Now we have to do it because it also has Aaron Paul in it. And oh, Colin right. Hanks, which I don't remember. Richard Schiff is the PE teacher. I remember none of these things. Oh, wow. Okay. Watch it. Okay. So that's it for this episode here. Check us out on Facebook under Hit Rewind or Video Night. We uh, share all our episodes there. And uh, anything you want to say before we go? We haven't come up with a slogan yet. I, I didn't know I was supposed to come up with a no, slogan. That's your job. Uh, you're, you're, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that I am more available than most people you know. So I don't think you can. <laughs> Emotionally. <Fuck it. laughs> all right, everybody. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes.